When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Better never rest. What is up, everybody? This is the Georgia Show. I'm Jake Rowe. He's Rusty Mansell. We're from Dogs HQ, and we got a lot to talk about today. We got a lot to uh, get to. And Rusty, we're going to start with the Georgia wide receivers coaching vacancy and the fact yeah. that the dogs are, are needing an assistant coach a little bit late in the game. But don't think they're going to have a whole lot of trouble filling that job. We're also going to talk about Under Armour camp that we were both at yesterday and uh, some of the top Georgia targets we saw there. But Let's start with this receiver coach job, Rusty. Uh, one thing we like to point out early on when there's a coaching vacancy is the interest in the coaching vacancy, and it doesn't sound like there's a lack thereof for Georgia at all. That's a premier job. I mean, you look at the roster, the team, expectations at Georgia, and it's one of the premier jobs. Uh, any position that opens at Georgia uh, off the field is a premier job. Look at Buster Faulkner. Buster Faulkner walked away from a G5 position at Southern Miss just to put Georgia on his resume. Just, just to be honest with you, I've talked to Buster. I mean, couldn't get interviews. Had a hell of a year at Southern Miss as offensive coordinator. Couldn't really get an interview anywhere. And he's like, you know what? I got to put one of these schools on my resume. So he went to Georgia a couple of years and landed the uh, Georgia Tech offensive coordinator position. But uh, talked to some people uh, Saturday, talked to some people yesterday. No shortage of this. I think it's going to be filled. I just my prediction, okay, I can, I can be wrong, but I think it'll be filled sometime in the next 10 days probably at the most. Um, I think this is going to be a hire that uh, you're going to have to be at least connected, in my opinion, to the state of Georgia somehow. You've either had to recruit the state of Georgia, know the state of Georgia. Uh, it has become so much more important to kind of have those ties now uh, moving forward, in my opinion, with that. So, uh, you know, that's kind of what I made the notes I put on Dogs HQ last night. A couple of things I believe that are uh, main factors in that position I put on Dogs HQ last night. And, uh, you know, those came from pretty good sources. So uh, don't know a name yet that I think is the front runner. Uh, I'll put some names out on uh, Dogs HQ later today uh, that I think that are, you know, they're, they're going to get interviewed. And uh, but I think that uh, right now there's still, like you said, the original question, a lot of interest. Yeah. And. You know, Kirby has this kind of thing where it's tough to predict early on. Like, I, I mean, honestly, we put out these – We're not. I'm not shy about saying it, man. So, a lot of times we put out an early list of names and it barely even get near it, you know, because Kirby just kind of has his own way of doing it. Hold on, hold on. I, I, now, listen, we work with two different companies, but I, I went back and kind of thought about that because somebody, yeah. somebody made that comment. Now, here's the thing. Uh, when O-line job came open, I yeah, was working – that's true. So you had Searles. We had Searles. Beat wide receiver job came open. You had B Mac. We had B Mac. 
Uh, tight end job came open. We everybody felt good about Todd Hartley. Uh, Chidera was one that was kind of it took a little while to get to. Um, I can say it now because he has no repercussions. But Fran Brown was a name that I knew early because of Matt Godwin. Matt told me this is a name to watch, but he wouldn't let me put it out at the time because they were waiting to interview him and all that. So, so, but yeah. I don't think those lists are too far. You, you start every you start every discussion yeah. like you like you do. Who are the connections? Who do they know? Because they're not going to bring in somebody that they don't know in some shape, fashion, or form. Glenn Schumann, when Kevin Sherr was gone, who did Glenn Schumann go get? He went and got Dan Lanning. Yeah, and that that was the name that was on there early. I guess I guess DB coach has been the most turnover. Like that's the one they've yeah. they've turned over the most. And that's Charles been the Warren, yeah. Charleston Warren kind of came out of nowhere. Jamila Dye kind of came out of nowhere. Fran Brown out in the open came out of nowhere. Like you said, you knew that name a little bit early on. But then Dante Williams was yep. was kind of one that wasn't really on the radar early either. But but you're right. I mean, it, 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 if it's one of those things where there's a perception that it's yeah. seemingly almost always somebody off the board. But you look at the office side of even Matt Luke, like Matt Luke, we knew like almost right away. I mean, that heck, it was. Hard to put out a hot board of offense line coaches before he was hired. It seemed like he got Matt, Matt Luke, well, Matt Luke, Sam Pittman resigned on Sunday, and Matt Luke was sitting in Rome on Tuesday morning at Tate Ratledge's house. Yeah, so you're right. That, but there have been more kind of on brand type guys there. I mean, Bobo's another one. Coley's another one. Mm-hmm. Um, of when you know when when guys left that, that somebody stepped right in. But yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting to see where they go with this one because. I mean, I think we all know at this point when it comes to recruiting wide receivers, it's a little bit of a different game um, now with NIL and, and things of that nature. Um, we know what Georgia's, Georgia's philosophy is on NIL. They're, they're good. It's not that they don't pay. It's not that they're not going to be competitive, but they're going for sustainability, and they're not going to get kind of stretched all the way out to their max on one guy or two guys at a receiver position. Um, Let me say this too, Jake. But with the Joneses. Here's a, here's a problem. One of the things too, we can dig deep on there. We're going to dig deep this morning. I got, I got some damn time. You got some time this morning. I got a little time. I got a little time. Here's the problem. Here's one problem that Georgia has been facing for whatever reason. The state of Georgia has been down at wide receiver. It has. Uh, last year, Mike Matthews was a guy that they got heavily involved with and they made a really competitive NIL deal to Mike Matthews. And they were involved with that and they got closer than some people thought. Didn't get him. But really and truthfully, the state of Georgia has been down. It's not down in 2025, as you saw yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, or 26. Or 26. So it's going to be a little bit different because it's a little bit different than having to go to freaking South Florida and battle for, you know, J.J. Smith or having to go to Texas and fight these guys for wide receivers. You have to go national recruiting. I think that Georgia, the state of Georgia, uh, is done or is going to do really good. Travis Smith yesterday. I, I really love Travis Smith. Hell, I went back and watched my tape uh, on my phone. Gabe Daniels from GAC. Then I find out my high school best friend trains him. Uh, and I didn't know that till last night. And uh, he said, Rusty, he ran 10 6 6 last spring. He said, he's going to run 10 4 this year. And uh, lo and behold, I find out George is recruiting him. That's uh, another 2025 wide receiver. So, you know, I, I think I think this wide receiver hiring, and let me let me answer this question on Terrence Edwards, because I love Terrence. I talk to Terrence two or three times a week. We have talked two or three times a week for five years. 
and I am very close to Terrence and Robert. Known them guys for many, many years. Terrence has got a head head coach position in high school football. Congratulations. That is something that he has fought to get. Um, would he take a job at Georgia? I have not asked him. Do I think he would? Probably. But you don't come to Georgia without any college experience. Now, if he were to go the college route, I'm sure that they, you know one of those off-the-field positions might be something you kind of step into and come up the come up the path. Now, I'm just saying my opinion here, but I don't think that you come to University of Georgia like as a wide receiver coach without ever coaching a day of college football. Understand the recruiting landscape of it, the NIL landscape of it, those types of things. So, uh, love Terrence to death, man. Does a tremendous job. I'm excited for him to be a head coach. Uh, I know he's passionate. He loves these kids. Does a great job training these guys in Atlanta. So, uh, I'm not even sure. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not trying to put words in his mouth. I'm just saying that Terrence is a. Uh, is a great guy, man. He's got young kids. Uh, he's going to be a you know, head coach here in the Atlanta area. So, wish him the best. Would it surprise me one of these days if he's in college football? May not. But I, I, right now, I think the timing for him is kind of kind of off for this opening. Yeah, and and one thing um, with today's college football and the landscape and everything is is you won't. It's not necessarily like you you feel great about him going in and coaching. You know, yeah, and heck, you probably feel really good about him connecting with players. Now, that's yeah. not a problem. It's uh, you want somebody that's been up next to what it is now, you know, in, in an off field role at the very least, that way that they don't just completely get stunned. Yeah, when, there's no, there's no, there's no growth thing going on right now. There's no growth year at Georgia. Like, right. you, you got to come in freaking eye black on, looking like Braveheart, ready to go across the field. Like, it's freaking on. And, uh, yeah. That that's that's I mean this team right here. Let's don't beat around the bush. This team right here is national championship. Like the, it, it is the damn goal. This team is back. These kids came back. So um, I think somebody whoever they get is going to be is is going to be is is number one going to have at least some ties to the state of Georgia, and number two is going to have that experience that hey you just plug and play and um, let's learn the calls from Mike Bobo. Let's learn his offense here in the next couple of weeks and let's go. Yeah, I'm with you on that for sure. And really interested to see kind of what trickles out of this thing. Uh, we got somebody trolling in the comments right here. I don't know if you know who that is right there. That that might be somebody. What's he, knows. What's he doing up this early? I don't know. I don't know. He says, talk about the Tulane Avenue shrimp. Listen, there's a place in Carrollton with some seafood. You wouldn't expect to find great seafood in Carrollton. But uh, me and my man Jake Roos got into some Tulane Avenue shrimp and uh, and made mincemeat of them. I think I ate the shells and everything. Mm -hmm. Um was uh it was something special there in Carrollton. So let's get to Carrollton and Under Armour next, Rusty. Uh then I tell you what, fun camp. Uh it was a fun camp last year. Um knew a little bit more about what to expect from my angle because I've been out of recruiting game for a long time. But I thoroughly enjoyed myself and watching those prospects yesterday. Who stood out to you? Who who you walk away and you're like, man, that was that was a guy who got my attention yesterday. You know, you look at that and, I, and you say we, we walk into there and you kind of know who, who dudes are. You know what I mean? You kind of know that, you know, the, the shock factor of seeing Juan Gaston uh, is not going to be shocking. Oh, by the way, I was talking to Juan Gaston's mother, who's an awesome person, after the camp yesterday. And he plays basketball. And I said, hey, y'all still in the playoffs? And she looked at me and she just kind of shook her head. She said, Rusty, we go to McEachern Wednesday. I said, oh, my goodness, y'all have got the Lakers in L.A. And I know you. I know you don't cover. I know we, neither one of us cover high school basketball. But this young man at McKeatron, Ace Bailey, is the number two player in the country. And if you haven't seen him, he's about six eight and a half. He looks like freaking Dominique, and he handles the ball. So 
But poor Juan's got his hands cut out. He's got his work cut out for him in that basketball first round of state. But when you you look at Juan Gaston, like six, seven and a half, I like to see what he measures out when we get those measurements later this week and how big he is. And, you know, um, you look at Georgia, and I've said this a billion times, the biggest thing Kirby Smart made this roster was 1% humans. And when you look at Juan Gaston yesterday, nobody, nobody there looked like him. And that's the reason why, you know, Georgia is on him hard and uh, they're trying to, they're trying to get him. So that's a big deal. Big people. Uh, there's only so many per class. You got one in Atlanta and, uh, you know, you look at him and then you look at justice Terry, who, who I felt like backed up every ounce of his ranking yesterday and what he did. And I was standing there with Charles power and, uh, Charles power had the quote of the day, man. I don't know if you were standing there. He said, you know who the best looking prospect here is today? And it was the same person last year as the best looking prospect. And I said, who? He said, Brandon Jacobs. And, you know, Brandon Jacobs helps coach, yeah. you know, former New York Giants running back is standing there and he still looks like he could tote the rock, man. Yeah, I saw him in the hotel before before we left to go. To, I was like, golly, yeah. man, he still looks like a beast. Yeah, but you look at uh, you look at and his son's committed to Clemson and, and Braden Jacobs out of, out, of, out of Buford. So congratulations to him. So. But, 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 you know, you're looking at Justice Terry, getting back to that, I think he backed up everything. I think Travis Smith, major Georgia target, backed up everything. Uh, I'm going to let you talk about Carter because I came down to your end of the field and you had watched him. But I just really felt like the people that – nobody really disappointed me um, that I felt like I had high expectations for. A couple guys, you see him in person, you're like, I don't know about the weight there and what kind of frame he's got, but I'll yeah. let I'll let Georgia make those decisions. But I don't think anybody kind of disappointed me as far as that. Um, Juju, you know, you see, the, I've, I've watched a million quarterbacks throw. Uh, Julian Lewis, certainly in that setting, can spin it with anybody that I've ever covered. Very accurate. Ball comes out of his hand easy. I think you said it pretty good yesterday, anticipation and accuracy. It's hard to do that, man. People don't realize it's hard to do that when you've never done with the reps of those those guys or at those timing reps. You know what I mean? Like, how's he getting out of breaks and those types of things? So, you know, it's, it's that type of deal uh, yesterday. And it really was it. It really was to do a great job, media friendly, ton of ton of access to the players. And uh, it's just one of those ones. I think he had 72 members of media credentialed yesterday. Yeah, said so it didn't turn anybody down and unless they just just uh, put in for a credential really late. But, um, yeah, I mean, Juan Gaston's one that he's going to stand out no matter where he's at. I, you know, I think he's a guy that's that you're just going to have to get him in college and kind of get him in, into a system and, and into it every day before you really see him blossom as a player. Um, oh, yeah, there's not, he's not a day one guy. I mean, yeah. we, we, George has had, what, one day one guy at love tackle? Uh, yeah. Already play tackle, and I, and I think Gaston's a guard. I mean, I think long term we're probably looking at a guy that plays guard. Um, but ultimately, you know, I mean, that's that, there's just a lot of that to play out. It's really tough to dig into projections on offensive linemen. Uh, but you, like you said, he stood out. Um, Justice Terry, absolutely. I mean, he had a so Cortez Smith got him another Georgia target, got him on the second rep, but he had he beat Cortez Smith as quickly and as decisively as you'll ever see a defensive lineman beat an offensive lineman in these one-on-one drills. I mean, it was unbelievable. Um, Duke Johnson out of Dodge County, I think we're, we were both blown away with him. Um, oh, I've, I've never seen a linebacker cover running backs in in that kind of space 
as well mm. as he did. Uh, Devin Carter, 2026 out of Cedar Grove. Um, yes. I, I was thinking about it last night and watching some of the things that I filmed to him. You know, he's not as compact. Like he's not, you know, Don Blaylock was kind of a – Don Blaylock had a little tiny bit of a running back build to him a little bit in, in high school at this point. But he reminds me of Don Blaylock with maybe a little bit of extra gear. Like he's got that kind of quickness, but maybe a little bit more long speed. His dad's Dexter Carter, who superstar down in Baxley, Georgia. Still, he still looks great too, to be oh, honest with you. That is forty nine. Oh, he was hurt yesterday. I when we brought the forty nine ers, I said, "Oh man, I hate him bringing." <laughs> uh, talked talk to him about be playing for Bobby Bowden, playing at Florida yeah. State. I didn't. I to be honest, I didn't know he played at Appling County. Yeah, didn't know. Appling County High School, Baxley. Um, he. Uh, you know, he was he had played for George Seifert there in in, uh, in uh, San Francisco, and um, you know, we we talked Guy McIntyre and, and a bunch of other stuff, you know, and yep. um, you know, he was talking about Devin, and uh, he said, "Man, you you can," he said, "You can quote me on this now." He goes, "Georgia helped themselves with us this past year. I like the way Mike Bobo threw that ball around. I like the way that pass game looked." And um, you know, he said, "You know, Devin was committed to Florida State. He's wide open at this point." Man, I I thought he looked. He had a couple of um, couple of like short area double move type routes, you know, whip route, um, kind of little out and ups in the middle of the field because he's working mainly out of the slot. Yeah. Where when he came out of a break, he created so much separation vertically that I was just like, man, I was I was just super impressed with it. He now quarterbacks put a couple good balls on him too. Travis Smith caught my eye because, you know. I don't know. Anytime I see a guy that big in that kind of six three love, two hundred pound range, love the frame, man. Any, but anytime you see a guy like that, you're almost expecting there to be some youth and size problems right there. You know, like hey, he's only sixteen years old or seventeen years old, and he's that big. There may be a little bit of clumsiness there. Nothing, man. Just silky smooth athlete. And honestly, I felt the same way about Caden Prother. I guess is now at Carrollton. Is that right? He's yeah. He's, I mean, no, 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 he's at Bowden. He's staying at Bowden. God, don't start that. Okay. Uh, So I looked on his profile this morning. So, yeah, yeah. he is, uh, he is at Bowden. Okay. I looked on his profile this morning. It says Carrollton. So, maybe hometown might be Carrollton, Georgia, but yeah, we need to make sure it says Bowden. Gotcha. I don't need need those calls today. (laughs) And he's another 2026 kid that's every bit of six foot six and every bit of 220 pounds. And again, you're expecting a little bit of a you know a little young giraffe quality there. Like, is he going to stumble around and plod? Nope, just real smooth. Ethan Barber's another one. Georgia commit um, mm-hmm. in a in a different mold than these typical Georgia tight ends have been lately. A little more compact, more H back like. Yep. He's an athlete too, man. He's he he strikes me as one of those guys that's kind of like just a natural offensive football player. I'm not not drinking White Claw just for the record. Yeah, no no White Claws in there. No nah. laws with white claws. I'm not a white claw guy. I'm a cell morning, morning Celsius guy. Yeah, Rusty had a cooler yesterday at camp with Celsius in it. He just, I, so I have this. Look, I'm 50. I've been going to camps for a long time, and I'm not there to. I'm not there to be the damn alpha male anymore. I brought a cooler. I had a water, two protein shakes, and a Celsius. I have to go the whole day, man. And you called me the other night. You said, hey, man, I'm thinking about bringing a chair. I'm like, you're thinking about bringing a chair. <laughs> my, my chair is already packed, dog. I ain't, boy, here ain't, my, my, my ass is not going to sit there and stand. I looked at Mike Bobo yesterday and Buster Faulkner. They were there because their kids were there. 
and they were both leaning on those dummies yesterday about three o'clock. And I just kind of looked at both of them and laughed. Them bags were tight on them boys. They had been no. standing there all day. Not your boy in between sessions. I wouldn't sit down. And, Camps, uh, camp can be hell on the body, man. I remember walking up to Kevin Sherry one time at camp and being like, hey, man, it's one of those one of those summer camps at Georgia when outside oh all day, 95-degree heat. And I walked over there, and uh, as soon as I stopped, he turned and looked at me. He goes, he goes man, I think I'm going to have to have back surgery tomorrow. Dude, they, yeah. my, my back's bothering me so bad right now. <laughs> Dude, they do that like 15 days in a row now. They do it, yeah. You know, crazy. Glenn Schumann does in sweatsuits. He does. He's he's psychotic. That's just that's unbelievable. So when you when you talk about let's talk about this Duke Johnson kid for just a second. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, down in Dodge County, Leonard Floyd's cousin. Mm -hmm. um, you know, is related to Leonard Floyd. Yep. Um, it talks to Leonard about the recruiting process. He's down in he's he's down in Eastman right now, spending some time there in the off season um, with that you know kind of a new off season. Man. It's tough to imagine that kid doesn't have a George offer, but he doesn't have one. These are the tough decisions that have to be made when you're recruiting Zayden Walkers and Tavian Wallace's. And hey, do, you, do you think you might get one? You think Georgia might get in on him? He's camped at Georgia twice. Georgia went down and watched him work out twice. And right now he doesn't have an offer. So, you know, big boy decisions. Uh, you know, and I know you look at inside linebacker where he plays. It doesn't mean – listen – if he doesn't go to Georgia, it doesn't mean he's not damn good. So they just have to make decisions. But it's clear Zayden Walker is the guy there. No. That's the number one target inside linebacker. And, uh, you know, you look at Daryl Duke Johnson, and there's a lot of people there, to, you know, in that area that kind of want Georgia to offer him. But if he doesn't get an offer, it's not the end of the world. And it doesn't mean that Georgia's got awful. I, you know, you, 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 you give Georgia their respect because – are they perfect on evals? They are not. But I think the inside linebacker room has been really good at what Glenn Hard Schumann – criticize it. Yeah, what he's evaluated. So, um, you know, that's that's the uh, – that's the uh, you know, me and you both sit there yesterday and was like, holy hell, man, this kid can run. I don't want to put a name on him, but like the last time – now, he, he doesn't play this physical as this guy. So pads are totally different, the comparison. But in that setting and running, I haven't seen a guy cover somebody running backs like that. Because when you look at linebackers versus running backs in that setting, it is a total mismatch. Because oh. a running back is a, a running start through no lineman. You can't put your hands on them as a linebacker. Free go. Yes, free go. You can either run seam, out, or wheel, which is all they run. Uh, but Reuben Foster – would, would shut kids down like that. He would cover you like glue, man. And yesterday, Duke Johnson, that ball that he ran with that kid on that wheel route, we were both watching him. He turned around, found the ball, and batted it down like a damn corner. We were like, oh, my goodness, this yeah. guy. So, but anyway, it, um, it's, uh, it, it is what it is. If Georgia gets in on him, like offers him, they're going to be a player immediately. Uh, but I, I, think, I think right now Florida State is the clear, clear team on him, but uh, Zayden Walker uh, is bigger. I think Zayden Walker is as fast, and I think he's probably a little bit more physical than him. Uh, but but uh, Duke Johnson, man, certainly, uh, you know, I think he, his his uh, own three recruiting profile. I'd be interested to see what he ran. Uh, he was two hundred pounds yesterday, so we'll see. First time I ever saw Duke Johnson, he came to MVP camp as an eighth grade quarterback down at yeah. Lowndes. Plays quarterback um, still, doesn't he? 
yeah. plays as an athlete. But, uh, yeah, really good, really good player and um, had a hell of a day yesterday. But I'll say this, the next guy is Tyler Atkinson. Oh, yeah, I was gonna, that was going to be the next name I was going to bring up. If you don't – if listen, I know people don't get so far into recruiting, and I don't try to go two classes now because these official visits in June are so important. But you want to go watch a damn dude, go watch Tyler Atkinson at, at Grayson 2026. Great kid. Man, he has grown. A lot of times I'll meet these kids are like eighth-grade, quote-unquote, phenoms. You know, and Marcus Howard, former Georgia defensive end, trains him. And he's been training him since like the seventh grade. And I was getting tagged in all these videos, and I don't really dig down into the middle school stuff. You know, I kind of let these kids develop and get into high school, but I knew who he was. Started as a freshman at Grayson, played a little bit defensive end. I thought, man, if he doesn't grow, he's he's going to be he's going to be sawed off, and it's going to be one of those guys that just you know peaked in eighth grade. He's not. This dude is now six two and a half. He's put together. He's playing inside backer. I did three games of his this year, and you were talking about somebody whose ass will strike a guard at inside backer, and then you put him outside like Georgia does Jalen Walker. And yeah, that's, that was, that's the comparison for me. Ooh, my goodness, man, this kid. And uh, just talking to, you know, him, him yesterday and, you know, his family and, and Glenn Schumann, man, they, they, Georgia, you want to talk about in locked in Georgia's locked in on Tyler Atkinson for that 26 class. I, he, Rusty, he I can't recall seeing a 16 year old. If that's what he is, he may be 15. I don't know. 15, 16-year-old. He's only a sophomore in high school right now. Just started the second semester of his sophomore year. Yeah. I I don't know that I've seen anybody, or if I have, only one or two that look like him on the hoof at that age. He went through two different sessions yesterday. Yeah. He went he went from the D-line, went through the entire session, puts on a, a soft cap, and then goes does the entire linebacker session. Yeah. You don't see that. Not those camps. No, and and – Listen, like I, I'm around these guys, right? I'm around Georgia's inside linebackers. I see them in interview sessions and, you know, these media days and all this stuff. I'm around those guys. At 16 years old, physically, he would fit in. He would he would fit oh, in. He would, you, would, would, you, would, you would look yeah. at him and you would think, if yeah. you if he went somewhere and he said, hey, yeah, I'm 20 years old and I, I've been playing at Georgia for two years, you'd be like, that that tracks. He wouldn't, look, he, he wouldn't look any different in pads. Yeah. It's no. just – it's crazy. I mean, it's no. – he is one of the best-looking prospects I've seen. Like you said, watching him go from eighth grade to now and, and you know, going to be interesting to see what he looks like in a couple of years. But that that whole versatility thing, he looked – I mean, he didn't win every one of his reps rushing the passer in those in those settings. No. In, the, in that one-on-one thing. But, man, you could see the way he got off the football. Yeah, um, and, and that, that's going to make him so much more valuable. Mm-hmm. Because just say he goes to Georgia. Just say he goes to Georgia. He's a three-down backer because Georgia uses pressure from different people. So I know I don't even have to ask Glenn Schumann, but if I was if Glenn Schumann was on here right now and he was legally able to talk about it, the first thing he would say is this guy can rush. Yeah. And and he he will strike your ass. So I just I I like him, man. I like him a lot. Young kid, but uh hell, before you know it, man, this guy's gonna be the, you know, we'll be talking about him. So um, that's man, that's all. class in Georgia is just loaded, man. It's it's, it's good. It's it's good, but I'm telling you, man, 2025 might be the best class in Georgia in a long, long, long. And yesterday it got even deeper. I mean, I'm sitting here and somebody said, "Give us a name that you know." Brian Bivens is talking about give us a name. UGA's not not is own not talking much. I didn't know a ton about Gabe Daniels. You know, this is a 2025 wide receiver that that this kid could be the second or third fastest 
person in state next thing you know. And, um, you know, th th this is, this is another in state kid, man. So, uh, wide receiver, O-line and D-line. The and, and there's a quarterback now, Juju Lewis is a 2025. I talked to his dad yesterday and, you know, I've known TC for a long, long time. And I said, Hey man, it's gotten crazy. He goes, man, when we announced that 2025 reclass, he goes, it, 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 it ramped up. Like things got crazy. He understands these visits and everything now, or cause this time next year, uh, not only he reclass, not only did he reclass, he's an early enrollee, man, that's hard. It's, I can't even imagine the amount of classes he's taken online to get that done. Yeah. Never, never heard of a reclass early. That yeah. is hard to do, man. That is hard a lot to of, do. A lot of hard work to make that happen. So let's, yep. let's dig into this for a second before we get out of here. Um, I'm not going to put you on the spot with predictions or, or with, uh, or percentages or anything like that. But I think we can kind of assume at this point that when you look at Georgia quarterbacks in 2025, it's Juju Lewis, it's Matt Zollers, and there may be a little bit of a gap before you get to the next group. What do you think Georgia's chances are of landing one of those guys? I don't, right I don't think it'll get to the next group. That, yeah. that, that doesn't mean that there's not. You answered my question there, then. Yeah, I don't think it'll get to. I think it'll be one of those two guys uh, just right now. I do. Um, Zellers, I talked to Chad yesterday, Chad Simmons, our national guy. And we were, we were talking about it yesterday. And I said, dude, if you're Georgia and you really are in on these two kids right here this hard, is there a race for one of them to take that spot? You know, and I don't know that Zellers is going to wait too much longer. And, and, and man, you look at this kid and you go watch his tape. Holy. Sheesh. I mean, some of the plays he's making and he's six, three and a half, you know, Philly kid, uh, you know, Penn state is all Penn state is all in on this guy. This is their number one target. I talked to Sean Fitz, our, uh, our, our Penn state on three guy. And, and, uh, he said, Rusty, they are, this is their, this is their class starts with this guy. And, um, he assumed like everybody else, you know, is Georgia all in on Juju Lewis? You have to be all in, but you also have to keep recruiting. You know what I mean? I mean, you have to keep recruiting people because you just don't ever know. And, uh, you know, this kid, you, you know, Let's let's be honest. It's to February nineteenth. He's still committed to USC. So you're recruiting a kid that's committed elsewhere, and also a kid that's not committed anywhere right now. So I don't I don't think it gets past those two. Now, let me give you a sleeper that no one talks about who's committed somewhere else, and that's Luke Nickel at Milton. And I talked to Charles Power yesterday. I've talked to Chad Simmons, and I'll be the first to say right here, I wasn't kind of blown away with him. You know, seeing him the last couple of years, I was like, you know what? He, he's a really good high school quarterback. I don't know if he's that guy. He had a hell of a year. They won the state championship. Then he goes out for Milton, has a great year. Then he goes out and has a uh, – goes down to battle Miami playing for Cam Newton's team, and it just shreds people up. And I was talking to Charles Power yesterday, and I don't want to answer for Charles because I'm out and do the final rankings, but this guy is about to – his ranking is about to go up big time. And you know where he is? He's an in-state kid. At Milton High School, so that's another quarterback. You know, at Georgia's recruiting AJ Hill at, at, at Houston County. We saw him yesterday. So you know, the quarterback there. There's some guys there, but this is a big boy decision for everybody involved. Uh, for Zellers, uh, Juju Lewis, and this Georgia staff, like who do they end up with for 25? Because in my opinion, uh, you're not getting both, and uh, you know, you got you got to make sure that you get one of those two for sure. 
One quick question before we go. Still feel good about Elijah Griffin. Got a lot of those elite D line. Got to have them. Um, I think yeah. the, I think his RPM tells the story there. Um, I think you know it's Georgia is in a great great spot right now, and you know if you can get him and Justice Terry, I mean, what a combo to have in one class and and two special football players right there, in my opinion. Got to take visits. Um, got to take visits. Um, those kids are going to take visits, and uh, Elijah Griffin is uh, is um, he's a can't miss if you're Georgia, can't miss him, you know. And if I'm at, if I'm predicting today, I, I'll stay Georgia. Is that done? It's not. I think the biggest um, to me, the biggest probably target, uh, biggest competition would be Clemson. Um, Mason Short is another in-state offensive lineman. Just came out with his final four, I believe, or top four, which was Georgia, Kentucky. Clemson and Ohio State, and I think that's going to come down to Georgia-Clemson. I think that's going to be a Matt Luke-Stacey Searles battle there, in my opinion. So there's a lot of big battles, and here we go again with Georgia and Clemson. And Clemson has that philosophy. They try to get all of their top targets on that very first visit. And then Georgia tries to get them to come back the next weekend on their visit. So you already see Clemson lining up. I think it's the May 31st weekend. Clemson's lining their kids up. And I think that's the only weekend they do OVs, which is insane. But it's worked for them. Uh, Georgia will certainly have four weekends of official visits in June. So um, there's a yeah, lot of – Locking horns with Clemson for some big ones because you got David Sanders in there as well. Um, mm-hmm. You got, I mean – Yeah, some, man. Some old, some of those old school battles. Uh, Josh Petty, offensive yeah. lineman. Is that, you know, Matt Luke is going to do uh, – they, they got Matt Luke to come out of retirement for one thing, and that was to win some recruiting battles offensive line. And, and he's going to he's, – he's a hell of a recruiter, man. He's going to do a good job there. I talked to Clint, uh, an old buddy of ours yesterday, Paul Strelo, who uh, works over at Rivals Clemson, good good guy. And, and he said, man, the Clemson fan base is – they're just freaking pumped about having Matt Luke. So there's going to be some big battles here. We'll see. Georgia's had a hell of a class. I talked to a parent yesterday. I'm not gonna get in their business, but uh, they were like, "Man, Georgia signed a bunch of O line in in this this class before." So that that you know teams are gonna use that against them. And um, Georgia, in my opinion, they'll find a way to survive it. But uh, large humans, man, those one percentile guys in this D line class is flat out nasty in 25. Absolutely. All right, we'll be back uh, tomorrow morning uh, to discuss a little bit more and kind of a regular. This was kind of a makeup for not last night because we were four or five of us were at that camp yesterday. And you got, you got me back tomorrow. We're we'll coming back Tuesday, man. Hey, I'll get Palmer. We gotta get I'm somebody on here. I'll double up. Yeah, Celsius, you want to sponsor us? Hit, hit your boy up. We ain't gonna sponsor us. You keep giving them free advertisement. Well, I, you got to give them one. You're one and done. <laughs> Celsius, you're one and done. That's the tails are one. about to go through the roof. They don't know what they've latched onto with Rusty. Uh, so. man, the man who built Bojangles. Oh, um, man. You know, don't ground tell, up. I don't tell anybody I ain't been to Bojangles in a while, man. Amazing what that does to your weight. But <laughs> I'll, have, I'll have to dig in here sooner or later. Man, they get, they're building the Guthrie's. I got one way I go to Atlanta. Every I go to Atlanta twice a week for work. And they've got a dadgum brand new Guthrie's, and it's so, it's going to be so easy for me to pull off. I mean, it's going to be so. I mean, that dude. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna put up. I'm gonna put my picture on the on the marquee there and says, "Do not enter. Do not let this guy pull in the parking lot and order a gut box with extra sauce right there." Man, that's going to hurt me. 
<laughs> I've actually never had Guthrie's. I, um, I, need to, I need to get into it. I need to get you into about it. To, you about to get lit up in comments. Well, you're young, though. I mean, you were, when were you in Athens? Yeah, it was gone before I got here. I think there might have been one. There might have been one, but it, it closed down really soon. I think there might be one on the east side or something. Where Canes, where Canes is. Yeah. That's where, that's where dude, yeah, that, that, I, that. I never got around to uh, to being there for that. My my old spot when I used to come to Athens before I became a student was Steve Verino's. Steve Verino's. We, uh, we used to hit Steve Verino's every single time. Um, that, that Thursday night patio. Yeah, such a I good would, time, man. But I, 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 I would bring Steve Verino's back if I could bring back anything. Steve Reno used to have this mug, and I would get a, a beverage in there on Thursday night, and it was I can't remember what it was like a dollar ninety nine or ninety nine cent draft. Oh, you had to I buy the mug, and you had to buy the mug, and then you'd get the draft for ninety nine cent. Dude, you go over to Steve Reno's on like a big on plastic a, mug, big spring Thursday night, yeah, nice weather. Goodness gracious! Well, going back to Guthrie, let's get off that subject. Going back to Guthrie's, that was a Sunday. If you if you went out on Friday and Saturday night in Athens in the mid nineties and early nineties, you 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 were in Guthrie's on Sunday, and that was a <laughs> oof. That's making a comeback. So um, you know they just built a brand new one in Grayson, but the built one in Buford. I mean, they're this they, it will pop pretty quick. So awesome, awesome. We'll be back on Tuesday. Be back on Thursday discussing everything Georgia and the happenings that are going on. But for this one, we're done. We'll see you later on.